Okay, ladies, good evening. Good evening. Oh, such harvest fun, such a shalom. Um, we are actually learning about that exact thing. So, um, says the Ali Shore, if we're not doing out of things, out of roads, out of habits, and really our goal, our, our shi'ifa, our focus, is l'islam bahan, is really to teach ourselves. And we really think to ponder ourselves. I was just reading a book called, you know, The One Thing You Need to Know. And the, the greatest way to improve is to embrace the areas that need improvement. Typically, this is, by the way, a Muslim thing. I don't need the one thing you need to know, but it happens to be these kind of books give good contemporary examples. The best way to grow is to embrace the things that need improvement. You know, we usually want to work on things. The, the things people usually want to work on are things that come easy, things that are natural. And then we imagine that we're working on ourselves. And it's true, by the way, even every area of life Every aspect of life really needs to be worked on and improved. But the, the true challenge, of course, is to work on things that need to be worked on that are a challenge. And when do people usually work on these things? When they hit rock bottom. When someone punches them in the eye or, or life teaches them that this it just needs, it's intolerable. Um, Someone gets a heart attack, God forbid, so then they change their diet. <laughs> you, know? you know, they have di- they get pre-diabetes or diabetes, and all of a sudden they, they change. But like, why, if, you're, if you have a problem, change it early. If there's an issue in a marriage or in a relationship, early is better than later. If, there's a, if you know, once you have a child that hates your guts, so, or, or, or a parent, vice versa, it's a lot more challenging to, to repair a relationship. So if something is, needs to be fixed, the earlier the better. And, and it, that itself is, of course, a, a great challenge. So when we, when we really embrace this, whenever we, we look to improve, to be better, so we are more conscientious. We are more on top of it. We're, we're more focused on the area uh, we need to, to improve. And the truth is, we are more passionate. We're, if somebody's working on prayer, and I'm not talking about working, means they're day in, day out. Every time they bench, like they have a sign, bench with Kavana, and before they bench, they're going to focus on being careful, and they're going to learn something. So what happens is, they're more conscientious. If you're going to work on speaking slowly or being smiling or saying good morning or being more chat you, you, you when you when you're really working not a, not a figment of the imagination for a minute or two uh, but really have made a conscientious decision so you you're more your person it's it, it's on t- it's in your mind so yoiser uh, there's more it's more it's more on your radar so when we're saying Shalom Aleichem, good morning, how are you? Individually, like we spoke last week, and what you know, if there's a person who's a little bit more meek, you don't say good morning. I mentioned that story of Yashiv, 
who the Rosh Hashiva came to him, Shalom Aleichem, Rabbi Yoshev! Shalom. Well, you know, it's, it's, it's very serious, and he, that's who he was, and that's why one of the reasons he became a big gadol. And usually people love that Shalom. People like that hearty hello, but not everyone. So you gotta, you gotta know who you are doing it to. Who told me something? Someone just told me recently. They don't like to be hugged. Um, some people love hugs. Some people make them feel like, ooh. Uh, so if you have someone who feels like, ooh, and you like to hug, you're not doing anyone a favor by hugging them. <laughs> you're not doing yourself. Or, the, or yourself a favor, right? Uh, so, but when we're going to do this, we're going we're to do this, so sometimes when we're giving people individual hellos, and not just our girlfriends, our, well, for you, not for me, uh, uh, our friends, the people we know, it's, it's everybody, like I said, if you be at a dinner, and you're looking around. This is the human nature. People, they want to speak to the people they know. They want to, they want to uh, talk to the know. And if they say hello to somebody, it's a quick, cordial, casual hello. Um, and I gave that story with Kelm. And he came and, Shalom Aleichem, welcome. How, and every time he thought, he knew these people knew, he, he forgot who they are. So when we're doing certain things, at first it's a little dry. But there's more heart. When we start doing something, more internally do we have this feeling. And then an amazing thing happens. We could actually be happy. You rejoice. I, you know, when I was younger, honestly, I used to think to myself, I, I, you would see certain people so happy at other people's weddings. I thought, and I still think, that's a tremendous love. I'm not talking about your, your sibling, your best friend, the whole thing, just going to somebody's wedding and rejoicing, like your heart rejoicing with them because somebody's getting married. Like, really to be Sufridan. What's Sufridan? <laughs> I mean, I gave it easy. I said happy. After you gave me that news, my mind is not here. <laughs> you have to be Sufridan. <laughs> it's just true. Uh, it, should be ha- it should be happy. Freilich. Um, yeah, um, uh, my mom's also not here, but I'm Freilich. So, you know, at the end of the day, so to be, to really, I, honestly, when I think, when I used to look at it, like, I wanted to be, I still want to be the person, you know, now, usually I'm going to weddings, people I know very well, it's, it's a little bit easier, but to go to anybody's wedding, and you see a person getting married, um, you know, or having a, a, a bris, not that they're happy the mitzvah, just they're happy, like, I mean, mother usually not so. Mother she's happy, but she's not, uh, you know. But to be in somewhere and to really love somebody and to feel their joy, it, and to see somebody, and just be happy to see somebody, even though you're not friendly with them, even though they're not your your true. Just you're happy to see a person. A person learns how to greet people when, like, when that boy comes to the shiva, everybody says shalom aleichem because they're happy to see a person, they're happy to see a yid, to be a Jew. It's not a small thing. And the truth is, it's, it's a wonder. How small things could, over time, develop into such blessed things. The soul of a person, our soul, is Metzias Gedola. Unzer Neshama is really a Metzias Gedola. Shel ha'aras padem of of true radiance of true light. The Ramchal, 
Moshe Chalmut Sato, in his work Das Tfunos, the Knowing Heart, speaks about an Barichos at length. Shaguf in Yanov Becholdrachem, Behester Panim Nimshachem Ubayim. The Guf, it doesn't. It doesn't make us radiant. You know, it doesn't give that. But the neshama, if you want to see a person who's vibrant, who has an or, it's when they feed their neshama. In neshama musteris But the truth is, the neshama is dog in betochaguf. And when we come home, usually a person is hungry or tired, or wants a bubble bath, I still want to meet someone who wants to make the bubble bath, whatever, or, or wants to bed, or go relax. You know, our body punches us, or we first feel our body. It's not so easy to feel the illumination of our soul. If you want to really, uh, one of the ways is do chesed, say shalom, shalom, give shalom is a way to wake up your soul. It's a, it's a way to motivate and start. Um, the truth is, much of our day-in-day life of mitzvahs is lishmar sadin. Be careful. Before you do this, don't do this. Don't do this. What would be our lives? You know, uh, when I was younger... I think I learned it over the years. I used to play a game called basketball. I'm sure you've heard this before. This game, basketball. <laughs> but if you don't, I'll be, if you don't know where, where the where where the, the it's out of bounds and what are best, and like you don't have any rules, you don't have a game. Right? There's no game without. You can't have Shabbos. Like people, people, you know, you hear like I, uh, unfortunately, um, Jews who like to have Shabbat, Shabbat. Uh, and but they want Shabbat with no rules. They like to make kiddush. Kiddush is nice. You can play Havdalah with a guitar, you know, and sing songs. Uh, yeah, yeah. I won't sing because I have a terrible voice. But you know, at the end of the day, it's not Shabbos, and they they may have a high of singing Karlbach songs, but it doesn't last. It's not Shabbos. The, the dinim, the halachas. You can't play bat. You know, when I was younger, if you want to play basketball, free fall, and there's no out of bounds, and you can push a person, and you can run with the ball. Like, you know, when you're little kids, like you're six years old, you just run with the ball. Like, you think it's football. You go take the ball and just go running. You're not playing a game at the end of the day. You may think you're having fun, but it gets boring. The, 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 the excitement, and it's not so exciting, I hate to, to say to the basketball players, but if there is excitement in basketball, it's because there's rules. <laughs> it's because there's a game there. Right? And, and, and Shabbos and Halacha create not only on a practical level, but it's a, a theolog- it's, a, it's, a, it's a connection to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. So what would life be without the dinim? Of course we have to have dinim, Halacha, V'chol Zos. Nonetheless, the Gemara says in Baal Lochavri Yishlaim Elah, Shedanu Ba'din Teira. It's because they only followed strict law. They didn't go with Shur Sadin. Shur Sadin is the bottom line. Achachayus Atzmo, but the the, the leaven, the life, if you have a marriage and you say, okay, I have to do this, okay, I must make you suffer, husband or wife, whatever, I, miss, I must make the bed. This is the rules, checklist. 
checklist. I would hate to be in that house, to be honest, uh, because it's 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 all been. This is I fulfilled my part. If you have a partnership, any partnership in business, you're always looking. What did I, what have I done? And what have you done? Have we have we you fulfilled your obligation? I fulfilled my obligation. That is how Yushalayim was destroyed because the heart, the essence of a relationship is not the things you must do. It's the things beyond that. It's the, the, the essence of our... The, you need to have rules. You need to have... And, and again, in halacha, by the way, if we would break the mitzvahs, they damage our spirituality and the, and the world's spirituality. But beyond the, the, the baseline halacha is the Shur Sadin. Lifnei Meshur Sadin says... Volba, and you should know, doing chesed and ava, if you walk by somebody, you don't say a hearty shalom aleichem, or you don't love them, you go to a wedding. You know, you know when I was younger, I went to weddings, and, and uh, I danced, and I, and I didn't feel it. Like, I didn't feel it. I didn't do anything wrong. I wasn't a bad person. I went to someone's wedding, I slept there. You know, but, the, but if you really want to rejoice with somebody, you'll feel it. right? You'll, if you really want to give someone a shalom, you give them a shalom. Um, if you really want to da- imagine davening, just saying the words and not feeling it, that's a terrible thing. Imagine benching. You know how amazing benching is. Bench, you don't say have any kavana. That's sad, to be honest. Saying that thanking Hashem. You imagine thanking your spouse, thanking somebody, and just not feeling it whatsoever. That's like a really not geschmack. How about now? <laughs> that's better. A little geschmack over there, right? It's not. Uh, so, you're a bucky already. You're like, uh, you can, we'll take you to Meir Sharam. You'll be fine. Uh, you, may even, you may even surprise them. Right? And we can create this. And when we really greet people, we, and I mean, I'm not talking about, it's, and he's not talking about habitual greeting people. You know, there are people who just, hi, how are you? Uh, but really, think about it and cogitate and custom make our, our hellos and feel it and feel it. It really could open up our neshama. Namshik Papua say, no, he says we should continue to do this. And if you find yourself doing it out of rote, then you're not paying close attention. Just like if you bench, you can shuckle, by the way. You can, Baruch Hashem. And like, meanwhile, you're, you're somewhere else. Your head's just not in it. Your heart's just not in it. So the, the essence is to, to, be, to put our, our heart and head in it. So, ikvois pulasenu, movibus osanu, behechrach. And then, now that we're talking this, we're going to talk about hachnasus orchem. You heard this, Mrs. K, hachnasus orchem? Okay. It's good you came, it's good you came tonight. Um... Achi kovas laatzmo madur miyucha ba'avoyda. The truth is, achnasus orachem is its own chapter, place in, in serving Hashem. Amar Yehuda Marav says of Yehuda the name of Rav, of course, was the Gadol Hador of Babylonia. Gudayla achnasus orachem. I'll say this: it's not just verten; it's not just simple words. Achnasus uh, orachem is so great; it's greater. Passing partial. And even accepting Hashem. If you, Avram says to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, I was just, I was just thinking that. You're thinking correctly. 
If you find favor in my eyes, don't leave. I'm Rabbi Lazar. Says Rabbi Lazar, Come and say, if you're if you are Mrs. Important or Mr. Important, you're not gonna wait. Imagine, you know, um, Mr. Gates, Mr. Buffett, I saw make forty billion dollars this company, the, the most profitable. Why should you get a couple of shares of that? Berkshire Hathaway, you know. Your Sergey Brin. And somebody and all of a sudden you call over a new computer uh, uh, programmer and he makes you wait. You think he's going to sit there and wait? I'm busy. I'm, Mr. I'm Bill Gates. I'm sorry. I don't have time for this now, Rishkite. Imagine, imagine Donald Trump. Somebody, Donald Trump comes into the White House. Oh, Mr. Trump, i got to answer a few texts before I talk to you. Give me a few minutes. So you rip their head off. Right? You think he would he, 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 he tweet against them too. You know, you know, he wouldn't be too happy. Right? And the truth is, in the normal course of events, um, you know, if the head or the, or the, the, the person who's in charge or your superior, certainly if they're a way superior, they're not necessarily going to be so sufridin, so happy, so patient. <laughs> I'm not waiting for you. And yet, this Avram, as great as he was, Akash Baruch Hu is, 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 is the creator of the world. You, that's not the, the chasm. The difference between Avram and Hashem is way bigger than Bill Gates and any janitor in Microsoft. Way bigger. Way bigger. And yet, Hashem waits. And even Akash Baruch Hu, even Amat Sasi, Akash Baruch Hu, and Hashem waited. And after this, is and the Malachim then left. And Avram, and it wasn't two minutes, by the way. And Hashem is the Lord. It really says Hashem was before Avram, but it was a tick and cipher. The, the Torah wrote it away, which should be proper to Hashem. But listen to this. Zahu, listen to this reality. Hashem waited for Avram. Zahu Avram Avinu Allah Hashem Legile Shekhinah Machamilaso. Hashem merited to have Hashem. Avram merited to have Hashem after his Brismillah come to him. Toich Gedei Hahiskalus. And while Hakarish Baruch Hu is there, these three Malachim come as Tsurasaravim. Arabs. Like Arab, Bedouin Arabs. Uh, this is before Ishmael, obviously, not his the children, just nomads, Bedouin Arabs, Bereisim Oisab, Bikesakash Baruchu, Lahamtinlo. So now let's go. You have President Trump meeting you, coming to you, comes all the way to San Jose, and he's by your house. Imagine the following, uh, 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 pres- whoever your favorite prime minister or president is. Your favorite noble person. There's not too many people to respect in the world today. So pick the one you do. Right? Your favorite person. And all of a sudden, you, you, know, you're, you go outside and you see three homeless people collecting cans, pushing... Sh- and you said, let me in. I got to welcome them into my house. Got to take them in. I cu- got Mr. President, Mr. Prime Minister, CEO, give me an hour or two or three to take care of these person. Hope you don't mind waiting here a couple hours as I shack the cow, serve these people, these homeless people. Like, that's what Avram did. You know, that is what he did. 
You're, if, you, if you're the biggest boss you can ever imagine, the biggest noble, the biggest richest person, whatever, whatever fancies a person, and you tell them, well, give me a couple hours and stay put, please. Get out of town. Come on, real life, you think that's going to happen? And not, and the people he's taking care of are not, these are Bedouin Arabs walking through, like idolaters walking through. Okay, maybe not the homeless, you know, maybe someone from a different, from a bad area, area like, you know, beat up cars and looking a little scary, who knows what, coming to other guys, tell the person to wake him. And yet, because these people are traveling in the desert, until his blachim came. Hura Avram Avinu. What Avram Avinu taught us is the Doras Kiachnasis Orchim. Inviting guests is Doicha. It pushes away. Forgetting Hashem's honor for a second. Kabbalas Peshkin of Hakadosh Baruch Hu. Hashem agrees. Hakadosh Baruch Hu agrees. Hiskim Agadu Psak Din. Noira, this is unbelievable. This was an eternal psak. Halak of Iraq, Avram Avinu, Allah Hashem. Only Avram could have done this. Who? Avram, who represents Chesed. Who? Shegilo Kedulas Chasta Yisbach. Avram, who came to Hashem, who understood Hashem as giving life. Chesed, constantly, um, also realized that we're obligated to do Chesed. That if Hashem is the essence of doing Chesed, then it obligates us to do Chesed as well. Kiyakaris Habayra, when you recognize your Creator, when we recognize Hashem, so it, it's Mechayev, it's Maisim. It's not just enough. You know, imagine the following thing a person goes to the Kaisal, um, and they, even better, they're at Sinai. Pushing, pushing sees Hashem, and they they, they experience Hashem, and then they go back to regular life. If you know, if a person God speaks to them, and the next day they go to Burger King, are you crazy? I mean, are you, have you, do you heard God? You saw God So imagine Avram who sees Hashem's Chesed. Do you think he's not going to do Chesed? Think about it. Avram experienced, and he said, "This is what I have to do." <laughs> this is my essence. And, and by the way, it's not that Avraham said, Oi vey, these malachim are coming, I'm 99 years old, I'm getting a bris. Oi vey, I guess I have to do chasid. So, I feel so guilty if I don't do this. I'll be such a terrible, I, I can't believe, Sarah, Sarah, please, I guess I have to take care. Why are they coming my way? Sarah, Sarah. Send them somewhere else. This is K. You're lucky, lucky I'm there. You're lucky you weren't there. Right? What? You know, and then they're mad at, you know, you're mad. Like, why are they coming there? No, no, Avram was not, no, 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 no. When Avram was hit, Chesed, Baruch Hashem, Haflavavela. He went, he, like, Avram was sitting there waiting. You know, if you ever read a Tzadik in our time, anyone, who read that book here? Right, of Arya living, if you only have fifteen guests, you go outside looking for more guests. That w- that was an Avram Avinu. He pushed it, and it, he couldn't imagine less. You know, he could, once in a while I see many like that. Like many, if he doesn't have guests, sometimes it's a crazy. By the way, yeah. he like looks. Rabbi, you anyone for me? He's so downtrodden. Um, then he tells me Eliana's upset. 
I said, is your wife upset? <laughs> right? You know, um, she happens to be amazing. You know, but I'm saying, the day after she has a baby, you know, you would think, you know. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, right, exactly. 20, it's only, exactly. Which they, I think she did have the day after she, she had did, a baby. yeah. yeah. Um, yeah did. So, but the point is like this. Avraham, he, he saw it and said, now do I have to do this? I'm stuck doing this. No, he wanted to do this. He was in, he had the ultimate inspiration. He followed Hashem. He was inspired to do it. He was motivated. Instead of Zoro, it's Zoro! Amazing! Look at these Arabs coming my way! Baruch Hashem! I just won the lottery! Right? Mega desert millions. It was like, he was totally happy. Freilich. Um, so, Yoyesim Yichuyavis, and, and, and because the more he realized that it was most of the lachas bedrachav yisparch lachan etzem gilu eshchina, that gilu eshchina is mechuyov also miyad right away. He wanted to do that. He was so inspired. He was so motivated. Miata yeshlanu avoid the gedolah miyad. If somebody comes our way, ba el beitenu or chadareinu or terums. The Kachkasev Rabbeinu Rabbeinu Yoyino, the great Spanish Rishon, 13th century, writes in his book Sefer Hayira, "Vim Yavo Orchem Lebeso." You have guests come to your house. Yachnisenu Lebeso Besever Panami Office. Bring them in. Shalom Aleichem. Come in. How can I help you? What can I offer you? Do you like Do you like meat? Oh, you're a vegetarian. Okay, I won't give you steak. You know? Oh, can I offer you this? Can I offer this? You're, you have a guest. Oh, I'm not making a chalasol, but you're making a chalasol. I'll get you a chalasol. I don't want you to have. How who could drink coffee without milk? Crazy, you know. Uh, I've seen people do that. I don't know how they do it, uh, but you know, I'll make sure you have, you have milk. You know, someone's coming. I, you know, you, the person looks to to, and then you're happy. Smile. You work. Sometimes you can have a guest. You barely say hello to them. Okay, your room's over there. See you later. Uh, I think I, at one point, I, 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 in one of the things we learned, maybe in, in Misal Shashem, when I was, the, the, you really experience Hachnasus Orchem when you go to Yeshiva in Israel because you go to Shabbos all, all the places. And I saw the extremes. I mean, I had extremes of hosts. Um, you know, I had one Shabbos. I went to B'nai Brak with my friend. He's now Yitzhir Baski. He teaches in... Landers College gives a share in Landers College in New York. So we were 18 at the time. What's Hassan Bnei Brak? This guy, this guy, it was not normal. Everything for us. We, I felt like we, he probably invited the King of England. I mean, he, that's the walk could I get you? You know, every second. He didn't let me pour a drink. Mm-hmm. Nothing. He would cut, oh, it's not big enough for the guests. Like, what could I get you? Portion. And I remember, like, he gave me, my friend, he had say, I think he had, like, a huge piece of fish, and he doesn't like fish. But this guy was so nice, he didn't want to tell him no, so, like, he puts it on my plate when he got, I wasn't looking. So there's something, there's some kind of salad I don't like, so I put it on his plate. But we didn't want to, but this guy was so nice. Everything. In your room, is it comfortable? Can I get you? I'm telling you, I never met this guy in my life. I, you know, and we were 18 years old. Somebody were in a Shabbaton in B'nai Brak. I wasn't. Like this, and then I went to houses, set up in a Shabbaton somewhere else, or wherever. Okay, rooms over there. 
Have a nice day. I'm not joking. That was that was the for sure the report the Shalom Aleichem I got. Shalom Aleichem. Okay, I'm busy. Thank you. I'm, we're, we're nice enough. They called me to let you into my house. Or your cousin knows my wife and your hair for Shabbos. You're desperate. You need a place. There's a room. Have fun. You know or. You know, I'm, I'm busy doing other things. Well, they don't say that. They don't tell you that. But you certainly feel that. It's, it's, not, it's not articulated. But it is articulated because that's how they treat you. Uh, and, and most people were in the middle, by the way. The vast majority were between those extremes. But my point is, the, the, what Tzefer Yerim is like that guy from Brene Brock. I mean, that man, I, would, I, I walked out, I was floored. I pushed it. For, I, you would have thought, I'm not joking, this... Uh, that, I was some, you know, we were Bachran, we were 18 year old kids, like this guy couldn't get enough of us. The, 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 the love, the TLC, and you know, that's an affirmation. Sometimes you have a poor person that doesn't want to ask, they're embarrassed, they don't want to know, they, you know they, or they don't want to bother you, you know, you're intruding in someone's house, they don't want to happen to you, they're starving, they just came from somewhere. Um, and even if you have your own personal issues and stresses and you're saddened by something, you don't show it. Why should this guest suffer? You know, why this guy comes to your house? I'm not even talking about, like, like there is a Meir Shabbaton. So obviously, Meir Shabbaton. It's easy because most of the kids people know. Imagine you had some random Shabbat home. Mrs. K gets a call. Rabbi, Rabbi Levine calls her up and gives her a stress. He says, I have a hundred kids coming this Shabbos. <laughs> Wonderful. Right? A hundred kids coming. Funny, she's going to be out of town this week. <laughs> <laughs> now she is. A uh, hundred kids from Baltimore. I'll take seven. Uh, 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 yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I, you never met them before your whole life. You don't know where they are. Like, and, and you start calling people. I'll take six. I'll take four. I'll take five. Five boys come to your house. The rabbi asked Mrs. K to get 100 boys a place. Like, first of all, why are they asking me? Why in the world are they doing this? They don't understand. I don't have time. I don't, I don't and now you have these boys there. These, guys, these poor guys come. And on top of that, you had a flat tire that day. Right? Your, 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 your boss gave you a hard time. You had coffee without milk, which is the worst, by the way, of all those things so far. Right? <laughs> and you're sick, right? Terrible things. So, and you come, these, these five boys come from Baltimore to your house. You're not in a mood for them. At work, you know, you'll, you'll, it's understandable. Like, they're encroaching. I said, really, all you want to do is get a nice coffee with milk. <laughs> Read your, your magazine, your mishpacha. Listen to your thinktorah.org, of course. <laughs> what else are you going to do when you're stressed out? And relax. And these five guys, so now these five guys come there, and some of them, they're boys, they're 15 year old boys, 16 year old boys, they don't even know how to tuck in their shirts. Half of them don't even know how to say hello themselves. You know, uh, they're embarrassed. Oh, hi. You know, like, see, these guys come in. Um, so, well, you, you know this type of... It's, like, amazing to me. She's raised three boys, so she's kind of familiar with this. Thing. Yeah, it's your... One difference with your own boys. All right, so... And you're going to greet these people. Like, the, the key is not... You're not... Because you, you had a coffee without milk. As serious as that, you got a flat tire. You don't feel so good. And things are... So these poor guys come... And who in the world want these boys anyways? You know, why do they want to call me? Don't they realize I, I'm stressed out? I have enough things to do with my life? They don't bring these five boys to my house? 
So, so a person pushes pushes away. You know, again, if it's your if it's your bar mitzvah and you need five boys for your bar mitzvah, of course, then you have room for those five boys. It's your daughter's Afra. Your daughter's well, her, 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 her you're in York. Yeah, <laughs> they, where they have the uproof, it's her cousin's uproof, and everyone's coming in for the uproof. So that's what happens. Yeah, so you want to make sure that everyone has, please have them, you know, but when it's not, and even then, you know, so it's, it's not, and by the way, I, I, I'm, it's not posh, it's not easy. I'm not, this is not, uh, in real life, in real life, it's, it's normal not to be Avram Avinu and be jumping for joy. It's really, it's sorrow, I can't believe this is happening to me. Like, don't you realize I had a tough week at work? That's the classic. Like, I, I need, just need to relax. Or Shabbos is so short that I think I want a bunch of girls. Now, for, for sure, if it's girls. Who wants girls? No, I'm sorry, joking. Right. <laughs> right. At least the boy. Actually, the, my wife wants the girls. They help clean up, usually. Bunch of boys. Although, there are some boys in the community. They're well-trained. The boys are Yeah, exactly, exactly. Um... Tell my wife and the boys get older, the home yitz Hashem. Uh, you know, at the end of the day, on a serious note, it's not so simple. And if you're stressed and you're not in a good mood, to push it out of your heart, uh, out of your head and your heart. But And even if you're Avram Avinu, you're Avram Avinu. You have a staff. I got into staff. No, it's not so hard anymore, by the way. Staff. Housekeepers. Avadim, bellboys, right? Cleaning people. You have a fella of Avadim, Yitzchok, and Avadim, 99 years old, just had a bris milah. You know, ask Eliezer to do it, or one of his other dozens and dozens of people that I could have asked. Why? Hey, Kama Avadim Shukhas Alev. Avadim Avinu went with the Malachim himself. He went to deal with a bunch of Aravim. And we, should, and we know that the Talmud says, whatever Avram Avinu did himself, HaKadosh Baruch Hu paid back the Jewish people. Right? And don't say, these guests come. You have no idea what kind of day I had today. I know, or I'm in such a, I had such a terrible thing. Why am I in this person's house today? You know, why am I here? Like, I'm sorry. You know, don't start telling me your stresses. First of all, the strangers, that's a little weird. But not beyond that, you make people uncomfortable. Like, they feel like they're in the wrong place at the wrong time. And no one wants to be in the wrong place at the wrong time. So don't start telling them if you're all upset and all angry or, you know, um, I really had such a terrible day. Excuse me. If I'm not, if I'm not, you know, well, that <laughs> now, like, you're excused, but. I don't want to be here. Mm-hmm. Uh, like I would like to be. Put me somewhere else. Um, they're they going to think it's their fault. Like, well, I'm sorry to encroach. If you do that, then all of the efforts are a little bit lost because you're supposed to welcome guests. Make, make people feel comfortable. By the way, I will say, uh, with relatives... <laughs> There are people let their guard down. Their son comes back, their daughter comes back, their mother comes, their father comes. Somebody comes, and you know, and they're, you're more comfortable telling them, do you know what kind of day I had today? And they still picked up at the airport. Do you know what I had today? Do you know how busy I was? And I still cleaned your room, and I made you your favorite food, and I am so stressed out because I'm, I'm like, what are you doing? Right? Like, you know, imagine a grandparent comes to help a child. I'm coming, but you should know 
that that's like kills a job. You know, you're really taking away. You're making them uncomfortable. Now, if you cannot do something in general, better not to do it. If you're literally not at that level, don't bring. I honestly, when I look back, being that the eighteen boy, there's houses I should never have went to because they couldn't handle it. And you know what? Don't do it. Don't bring me to your house. And then I get there, I feel, oh my goodness. Again, it wasn't too often that happened, but it was, you know, it's like like you feel like you're on on eggshells, like someone's house. It's not a, it's not a joke. It's not it's not comfortable to be somewhere you're not wanted. It's really not. And so, if you can't handle something, you can. It's, we're human, then don't do it. Um, the the kadonim, but what you should do if you do do it, honor the people. Shalom welcome. You know, happy to have you. You the word of shine told me he had a date in a certain city, a random date, and he slept in someone's house. And on the door of this family, welcome Yehuda. <laughs> like he never met them. The fact that he was sleeping in their house was because he came there for a date. Okay, um, that is. You know, I was like floored. How's that family? It's very hush of a family, but still, that's a that's an amazing thing. He wasn't staying there for Shabbos. It was a weeknight. This family happens to be very involved in their community, um, super involved. Like, they have a million other things. And like, they have to put on their... You don't think he felt good coming there? You don't think he felt... He's going there for a day, which didn't even work. But they welcome... You don't think he feels there's a warm feeling in his heart? Welcome Yehuda, when that happens. And we're just sleeping in their house because he had a date. Imagine he comes into the person's house and... Hi, Yehuda. Your room's there. See you later. I mean, that's like a... Or, you know, we've had a terrible day today. Really, we can't talk to you. Like, or, you know, if we're, I'm sorry, we're stressed. If you need anything, look over here. Like, you think he'd want to be in that house? He'd want to get out of there as soon as possible. Maybe go long, long date that night. Come back at 1 o'clock in the morning. Who knows what? But well, my nephew was doing outreach in Wisconsin. He would bring students from Madison to Milwaukee for Shabbat to experience the whole thing. Right. And again, there was a Mrs. K there who probably didn't do the job as well, but there was a Mrs. K who found places for the students to stay. And he, you know, he would drop them all off at their appointed homes. And he said the students would come to him and say, we went to the house and the people said, oh, it's so wonderful. We're so happy you could join us for Shabbat. It would be great. Here's your room. I guarantee you didn't say Shabbat. Here's... Here's, Shabbos. Here's a key to the ha- here's a key to the house, blah blah blah. And he said the students said to him, these people have never met us before. They don't right. know us. Not only did they welcome me, they gave me a key to their house. Right. But the students Now if you're not from you can't get right, this, by the way. But I'm just saying, but it no made like, students feel great. If I someone gave their key to their house, yeah, I agree with you. Yes. Right. So it feeds in exactly right, what perfect. you were saying. Right. Would, Imagine those let's take those students. Imagine you take these students from Madison and they schlep. How far is Madison to Milwaukee? Not so close. Yeah, it's not that far. But it's not that close. What, 45 minutes? Probably. No, 45 minutes. They slept for 45 minutes. And they're, they want to experience Shabbat. And they go to somebody's house. And they're not so friendly. And they're not so welcoming. Forgetting just how do they feel? Forgetting any cure or outreach. Right. How do you just feel? people. Yeah, Pasha as a person. Um, so, they, so, like, don't, so if you're stressed, don't tell them. They're going to feel like it's their fault. Or why am I here? On the contrary, honor them like, 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 they're, like they're your boss. They're prized and honored guests. We find that by Avram, 
he called these Arabs sirs, masters. And the Achlasim was even bigger than having a Kashbarko. Avram felt bad. Like they didn't have enough for them. It was this, this enough. And if you could put them in a bed, imagine you have guests, you put them on like a broken bed, <laughs> rickety, no pillow, or an old pillow, barely, you know, barely any cushion left, like, you know. I've been in that situation. I'm sure you have. Did you enjoy it? Not you personally, it doesn't no, exist. No, I didn't. You know, they, they put you up as a guest and the room smells like it's mildewed, or like something like that. Um, yeah. They have a dog, which could be... I'm just <laughs> <laughs> have a nice dog with very good clothes, so don't yeah. worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> um, have a seat. I don't have any dogs. I'm allergic to cats. So I go down to the cat, forget about it. Um, I think I'm really allergic to cats. That would be my responsibility if I was going somewhere to say I happen to be I'm allergic to cats. Mm-hmm. There's nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with having a cat or a dog. But if you are allergic, you should let the people know ahead of time. Um, you give them a good bed. Uh, people are tired. Um, I once went to somebody's house and they put me in an area. It was so noisy. I couldn't sleep. I, it was like crazy noisy. They, they had like a teenage kid who made noise like three in the morning. It was so insane. Uh, it was like just so loud. I couldn't. It was like slamming and banging and, you know, music, like loud. I mean, who listen to me at one o'clock in the morning? You know, craziness. Um, I wasn't going to go out of the room and say, please be quiet. <laughs> this guy's house. Uh, what was I going to do? Um, you know, excuse me, I'm trying to sleep. Uh, you know, uh, could you do that? I don't know. You're sleeping in someone else's house. You could trust the host, son. Um, Truth is, for someone who's coming for a sleeper, the, the room, the accommodations are super duper important. They can sleep. You know, people need to sleep. By the way, we know that when Jonas had left David, when, they were, when he was running away from Shaul, he did, what he should have done is give him food. And he didn't do that. And because of that, um, there were uh, 85 Kohanim and Nov who ended up getting killed. For those who learned Tanakh, that story should be very clear. But Hanak Tanakh, you know, if, someone, if someone's coming traveling, uh, you should help them, you know, go for the way. You know, if somebody's coming to your house and they have a flight and they don't have any food or they're leaving and they're not necessarily going to be able to eat, make sure to take care, help them out. That's part of Akhenasus Orchim. There's no real one thing you can do to work on hosting. Because guests come and go, and their guests are different. Mm-hmm. But no one think. Somebody comes with Mechitzu Haseinu. Somebody comes into our house. Remember the words of Rabbeinu Yaina. Greet them warmly, friendly. And when they come, give them something to eat. Uh, and because they may be hungry. And they, you should um, and, and, and greet them like Avram Avinu, and you should do it. Don't just get your maid servant if you have maid servants, uh, you know, or or, or, or or someone else. You should try to do. It. That's the words of Rabbi Yono. That's the word, that's the thing to remember when you have a chassid. Like I call a pacha. No more mission. Hate this called Rabbi Nechlel, 
And if we think about this every time we have guests, Mrs. K will be out of business. Oh, gosh, oh, hold here. Okay. Ladies, have a good night. We'll pick up next week, Mr. Shem.